Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Dating Funnies. Well, welcome back to Dating Funnies. It's been a few weeks. I'm back from my Arizona trip with family, hanging out with the grandkids. Had a great time. I took my microphone with me, hoping that I could maybe do a podcast down there, and for whatever reason, just could not get it to work properly. So my apologies for not uh, putting something together. But I really didn't have much to talk about because I was really kind of shocked. My son and his wife even asked me if I'd had any luck meeting people off of any of the dating websites or the dating apps while I was down in Arizona. And surprisingly enough, I couldn't get anyone that was interested in chatting or meeting me. It was weird. Normally I go down there and I have people are interested. So maybe I've gotten uglier as time's gone on. Who knows? But that ended up being a dud, and I really wasn't that active. I was too busy trying to take care of my property, go hang out with grandkids, and do all that stuff. But now that I'm back, it's been interesting. I've actually had a a couple of connections on Bumble, and it's interesting. I've got one lady on Bumble that I've liked before on Match, and I've liked before on Plenty of Fish, and she's always ignored me. Now, all of a sudden... You know, I uh, I got a match, and then it getting ready to expire, so I renewed it, and then she sent me a, a message. She opened up the conversation. So I responded back, and then didn't hear from her four or five days. And she proceeds to tell me that her mom's partner had just passed, her daughters are all from out of state coming into town, they had all that stuff going on with family time nurturing her mom I get all that so all right no worries you know sorry to hear about your loss feel free to chat when you get a chance and it's been over a week and I've yet to hear from her again which I happen to know for a fact that she's sadly a real estate agent most real estate agents unless you're ready to buy or sell a house they have a lousy track record of following up and following through with people so I'm not I'm on the cusp of just deleting the match because if this is how it's going to be out of the gate, what's it going to be like down the road when she's got some excuse why she's too busy to take two two seconds to send a text. So who knows where that's going to go. And she's in my age group. She's over 60, so that's, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, can, I can make a thousand guesses and be wrong on all of them. I did meet up with a lady that we... Went back and forth on a few texts, and I finally mentioned to her that my preference is to meet people in person, in real life, to get to know them as opposed to trying to get to know someone via text or emails. And I'd hoped that she would agree, and she agreed. She was in her mid-60s, and so we agreed initially to go to some park north of Seattle that was her happy place. Okay, that's fine. It's an extra drive for me, but I'm, I'm willing to accommodate or she'd be willing to go to happy hour. And I'm not a fan of doing the happy hour thing anymore because it's, I always get stuck with the bill and then I never hear from them again. And even in her communication piece when we're texting on the Bumble app, it could be days before I get a response back from her, which is challenging. I mean, either you're on these apps or websites and you're intentional what you're trying to do or maybe you just shouldn't be on there. But nonetheless, I, I decided to move forward. And so we agreed to meet in a place that was close to where she lived, closer to where I worked in 
lived, and she showed up. I, I, I decided in this process that I could have gone and met her very casually and because we were going to walk around the park. But I decided that, you know what, this is still a first meet and greet. This is a date. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean myself up, present myself with some nice, really good casual clothes, with some shoes that were really nice shoes, but were still would be comfortable to walk in. And she showed up with what she called her Sunday best. And she looked attractive in her Sunday best, but you can certainly tell that she put in no effort on a first meeting, which is fine. I mean, I can subscribe to it a little bit. Meeting someone for the first time is, to me, is more like meeting someone to see if you'd consider them to be a friend and build from there. Well, she immediately tells me that she can only walk one time around the park because the air quality is so bad from the smoke. And I guess there's a little smoke there. She pulls out her phone. She's got an app on her phone that shows the air quality in the area. So she's monitoring that. And I asked her, so what do you have, you know, issues with breathing and stuff on a normal basis? She goes, no, but I don't want filthy air in my lungs. Okay. So we start walking, and she says, look, I'll do one lap here, but we need to go get coffee. All right, we can do that. And then as we start walking, of course, she's walking ahead of me. She wants me to keep up with her pace, and every time I tried to keep up with her, she continued to make sure, make sure that she's walking ahead of me. So even that I thought was interesting. Now keep in mind, before we met, I read her profile again, and it said that she's a liberal, which was a kind of a quasi-red flag for me because I've run into enough liberals here in Seattle and the Seattle area that it becomes problematic because they want me to see the world from their perspective and their perspective only and who cares about my perspective. So we went back and forth on a couple of emails and she says, look, if you are a pro-Trumper, then I'm not interested in no deal. So I responded back in kind and said, yeah, I'm not a pro-Trumper, but I don't support Biden either. And my, my mindset was, hey, look, if she could sit there and say that, I get to say what I want to say. And if we don't meet, I don't, I don't give a shit. I mean, this is ridiculous that I have to cow down to everybody else's agenda. Nobody wants to listen to mine. Well, I should have paid attention to that instinct because as we finished the walk and then we went to go get cold tea, sat down and got to chatting with her a little bit talking a little bit about this, a little bit about that. You know, come to find out that her profession, she's a psychotherapist, which is great, great career. However, whenever I shared a thought or two, then she would she would kind of challenge me on it if that was fact or if that was my feelings. And I finally said to her, I said, look, whether, whether it's facts or feelings or what I'm saying here is that I have the right to say it. I don't know why... You feel like just because I perceive it one way doesn't make it correct for me. And then she went on to make a really profound statement, which kind of shocked me a little bit. And she went on to say that I think we can agree that you were part of the white men privilege. I said, what do you mean by that? So it's a fact that men make more money than women. Men should pay for everything all the time. I'm sitting there looking at her, thinking to myself, lady, you aren't young enough and you aren't hot enough for me to pay for everything all the time. Kind of reminded me, which I shared with her, a lady I dated several years ago, 
that made well into six figures, and yet she too must have had the same mindset that I must pay for everything and that she wasn't going to show me that she was in the relationship. Couldn't buy me a cup of coffee, couldn't make me dinner, couldn't offer to pay for a movie while I paid for all the big ticket items. Seriously? And I mentioned to this lady, I said, look, and I'm happy to buy. Maybe you can pay the tip on occasion. No, the man should pay for everything. Now keep in mind, this is a lady in her mid-60s. Totally convinced that I'm the enemy because I'm a white male in my 60s. For being a psychotherapist, maybe she should have asked a few more questions that I'll share with you folks. My mom had me when she was 12 years old. I was put in a foster home for the first four years of my life. My mom and adopted father divorced when I was about 10 or 11. They had three more siblings. My mom raised four kids by herself in a two-bedroom, one-bath home down in Southern California. If we didn't have welfare, we didn't eat. I had two paper routes in the morning, one in the afternoon, and I worked at Kmart in the shoe department. Every nickel I made went to help my mom so that we could all eat. We could all have holidays. It's so ingrained in me that I work all the time. Six, seven days a week, 12, 15-hour days. But because I work and I've been lucky enough to go through the trials and tribulations I've had throughout my adult life, meaning I've been poor, I've been rich, I've been poor, I've been rich, I've been poor, I've been rich, and I understand that being poor sucks. But I work my ass off. And for somebody to sit there and tell me that I'm a white, male, privileged person, just just really, can we get off all of this crap? The Me Too movement, the feminist movement, it's the women against the men. you know, got to ask yourself, why in the hell is she even bothering out dating if she's got this mindset? Other than the fact that she wants to meet someone that matches her financially, spiritually, physically, or better. But yet she doesn't bring that same thing to the table. It's, it's so discouraging to even waste my time to go meet these people when, you know, everyone's got their own stuff. I get it. I got my stuff. But I'm not going to sit there and have somebody walk ahead of me as if I'm a second-class citizen, only to find out that's exactly how she viewed me. She's she'd be fine dating me if I paid for everything. I just you know it. I can't believe that someone would say that, especially out loud. I don't know. Crazy, isn't it? The other thing that happened to me these last couple of weeks, I've shared with it in previous podcasts, is uh, right before the pandemic. I uh, submitted an application to be on The Bachelor as a senior bachelor. They're going to do a whole new show on that. And they actually had me under consideration. We're going to fly me down to L.A. And then the pandemic happened, and they shelved the whole idea. Well, last week or so, they reached out to me again. They were thinking about kicking the show up again and want to know if I was still interested. And... Uh, so we're in that process now of being interviewed again for the senior bachelor. Which part of me is like, okay, this could be fun. And the other part of me is, well, all my dirty laundry will be out there for everybody. And then last at that, oh my gosh, this is the show where I'm supposed to give women roses. And at the end of the show, I'm supposed to ask one of them to marry me. And I don't know how to go from stone cold single, no relationship, no dating, to being married. I don't know how that's going to work if I get selected. But then on top of that, I got an, an email because a friend of a friend of a producer of The Bachelor 
is trying to put together a documentary of people over 65 trying to date. They reached out to me and wanted to know if I'd be interested to be part of their documentary. And of course I said I would. Why not? I feel like I'm astute enough to have conversations with people to talk about the trials and tribulations, not only people dating over 65, but what I experience, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, we all experience the same thing. Whether you're same-sex relationships or a typical different sex relationship, doesn't really matter. People are people, and it all gets down to communication, being transparent, being honest with people. Kind of excited about those two shows, uh, for sure. So we'll see where that leads. And, of course, if I end up getting selected on one of these shows, especially The Bachelor, I will uh, I'll certainly uh, post that on my podcast here for sure. And I have to chuckle the uh, client I'm working with. They've heard my Batman story in the past where some lady wanted to know where my car was parked at and told her, told her what I was driving. And she said, well, I don't see you driving a Honda. And I told her it was my day car. And she said, well, how many cars do you have? And I said, oh, I have six. She's like, six? What are you, Batman? And so I took on that the whole thing. We made a, a good conversation, dating thing with us, kind of fun, the different things that we did. But it's always around the theme of me being Batman. So the client of mine knew that story. And a couple of weeks ago, she sent me a deal. And Michael Keaton was making a speech to graduating class at a college and he's going to leave everyone with two words and that would, would mean a lot to them going forward and he just leaned up to the mic and said I'm Batman so I'm going to take on that persona again who knows maybe by pushing that persona again maybe I'll get fortunate enough to find a, a cat woman I'm not interested in Robin but I'd be interested in a cat woman how about this I got a question for you what kind of sex are you having? Are you having sports sex? Or are you just going out and just screwing for fun? Just meet somebody casually or a friend, a co-worker, and you're just having sex to have sex. So you can get your satisfaction need met. Or are you having recreational sex? And that's where you have sex with Friends, and you each want to work to make each other happy, and then you come back and try to make each other happy again. Or are you having making love sex, which is where you have an emotional uh, connection with somebody. You're unselfish. All your efforts are to, to, to provide for that partner and, and, and their sexual needs, wants, and desires is your goal is to satisfy them, and they, in turn, is their goal to satisfy you. It's kind of like a relationship I had many years ago with a lady that I chased our dynamic because the sexual chemistry was so huge. It was like when we were having sex, we kind of molded into one in my book, and it was just became one person. It was the best sex I'd ever had. Or is your sex a lot like my sex life right now? Which is, I, I have none. <laughs> I have zero. Oh my gosh. Yeah, older guy, still, I like intimacy. It comes in many forms. And I love delicious, naughty sex. Why not? I'm not dead yet. Maybe I should be. I'm not sure. Then, how about this? Because this kind of, I'm going to circle back a little bit on this white privileged man thought process. 
But I'm just kind of also trying to get a perspective where women are at these days, especially women 50 and older. I have a listener here in the podcast. I'm sure she'll be listening to this. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. But, you know, she was quick to tell me that maybe my dating profile wasn't that good or why am I attracting these type of people I've talked about on my podcast kind of alluding and being condescending that I really didn't know what I was trying to do or not do. And, of course, I sent her a copy of my profile to look at. And, of course, you know, I think I write a good profile. I get compliments from other people on different sites and the things I write and say. You know, either I'm, I'm, I'm a high school graduate. Woo! Never went to college. But I feel like I'm pretty good at, at interacting with people. So I probably get better for sure. But every time I chat with her, it's always, I'm not doing something right. I, okay, well, that's fine. That's your point of view. You know, I, I, I enjoy and would love a, a strong woman in my life. But I also want that strong woman to understand that, you know, I'm going I'm to take my masculine role and I'm going to lead the relationship to the best interest of the relationship. And I, because I want her to be able to relax and take on her feminine role and be that feminine person for me. And, and, and typically what my experiences have been is that strong women really look for stronger men so they can fall and relax in their relationship so they don't have to make all the decisions all the time. I get that. But they, everybody has to relinquish some control once trust has been established. That's the dynamic I'm looking for, but I don't need someone to be condescending to put me down and being rude to me, as my female partner shouldn't put up any of that behavior either. Nobody should. But this lady, she sends me an email and says, hey, I'm going to this certain destination city for this certain event. I know we haven't met, but, you know, you should come and... uh, you come come to that event with me. I'll meet you there. I got an extra ticket. And I thought that was great. That was a great invite. So I responded back and said, hey, look, that'd be nice. However, I'm down in Arizona visiting my grandkids. And my grandkids have a lot of sporting events. And, and when they're not doing sporting events, they want to spend the night with their papa. They want papa to be around. And that's I'm spending my time doing that. So I said, look, I'm, I'm down in Arizona with my grandkids and you know I'm not going to jump on an airplane fly to some other place and turn around fly back be with my grandkids my grandkids we had uh, commitments that I had to follow up and follow through with them and I'm not going to drop my grandkids to chase someone I don't know someone that really is too busy telling me what's wrong with me and so I politely declined it and of course never heard boo back from her and I would have thought the polite thing would have been, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, but why not just send an email back and say, I understand, I just thought I'd try. Maybe we can try for another day. That would have been huge in my book. But because I turned down the offer, my perception is that I can't even get a response. So even if I was interested in her, I'm no longer interested in her. I mean, holy cow, can we not complete the circle and be kind to other people even if it it, it isn't something that we want at that moment? That's what you're asking from me, a man, a white privileged man. That's what everybody's asking for the other. Well, why don't you give a little and the other person will give a little? 
as opposed to if they don't match what you want at that moment, then they're toast. That's ridiculous. Absolutely crazy stupid in my opinion. Now, one of the things, I don't know if I shared this with you before or not, but I'm always trying to find new ways to approach dating. And you know, I'll watch TikToks, I'll read articles, trying to understand like that one podcast I did on flags, flags, everywhere flags. What are green flags, pink flags, yellow flags, red flags? And I'm trying to learn more about me and more about people in general and what to pay attention to. You know, I don't go to these meetings hoping to find something wrong. I'm just kind of, I'm, allow, I'm allowing people to reveal who they are as I reveal who I am and make decisions from there. But one of the things I ran, uh, ran into recently is uh, uh, several different people talking about how to lighten up meeting somebody for the first time and asking questions. So instead of diving in and asking for favorite food, favorite color, favorite flower, you know, all that BS, why not try to find questions that we can ask people that might give us more information? Like, what are you most excited about right now? Let's hear that. Or how about, what is something I would never know about you unless you told me? I mean, not, not through conversation, we might pick up what we think they are and who they are, but something that I would never guess that is special, very unique to you. What is that? I'd, I'd love to hear that. Another question is, one thing you have struggled with in the past and overcame. And how did you overcome that? What lights you up today? How important are your kids to you if you have kids? What do your weekends consist of generally? You know, what, do you, what do you do to relax or what do you do for fun on the weekends? Instead of giving a, an answer like, well, that could change from moment to moment, this and that. And this last Saturday I did this, the week before that I did that. Okay, well, that's cool. That's all right. But what really, I mean, is like me, I saw something the other day. For me, the best cup of coffee, the best cup of coffee is the one that I have at 6 o'clock in the morning. When it's quiet, emails aren't flooding my inbox, the phone's not ringing off the hook. It's just my time to kind of relax, kind of wake up, you know, scan a few things I'm supposed to do for the day. But for the most part, I'm having a cup of coffee to kind of get ready for the day. Then go take my shower. So, you know, that old Folgers song is the best part of waking up, right? Well, that's me. I, I just love my mornings because it's quiet. It's restful to me. How about you? I haven't heard from any of you folks in a while, but what do you think about asking more quality questions on your dates? How has your summer been? What's the fall look like you for dating? I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I want to date with intention, but as I make this podcast, I struggle with even wanting to put in the energy. Because that, as I look at it now, is... When I go on a date, I'm, I guess I'm agreeing that if I like this person, I'm, I'm signing up for a subscription-based relationship, meaning that we're going to meet, we're going to date, and I'm going to pay for it. You know, I'm looking at, at my dating is, I want it to be intentional. I'm trying to find a partner. There was a lady I met this weekend on Bumble. She would like to date. Obviously, someone to pay for it. She's not really looking for a partner. She doesn't want someone that wants her to, to go and do things with, unless it's things that she wants to do. She made that pretty loud and clear. So she's not really looking for a companion or a partner. She's looking for a buddy that will pay for everything. 
is my interpretation. And maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong for her. I know I'm not interested in seeing her again. I'm not interested in dating her. She came at me with, you know, where I live and on the east side, it's too vanilla for her. And she likes different energy. That's why she likes the Seattle area better. Great. My hat's off to you. But with that, you should have an open mind to other ways of thinking, other ways of enjoying things just because you may not enjoy golf as an example or sporting events doesn't make me a bad person those are the type of things i enjoy and if you enjoy doing the things that you do i'll support it why wouldn't i It'd be nice to do a few things together then we'll go do our own things apart and come back together do a few things together and and we can grow and become a better partner that way What's wrong with that? I don't know. This is crazy thoughts. Oh, my. This is too crazy. I mean, that's just too far-reaching, apparently, for too many people. In any event, I'd love to hear from you. If you've got a story or two you'd like to share, if you'd like to be a guest of my podcast, that would be great as well. You're welcome to reach out to me at Dating Funnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. And next week, I'm going to have a guest on these people that have started a, an app so that we can better chart our dating successes and failures. I guess for those that are dating multiple people at the same time, because I'm not. The, but it's a great idea. It's a great app idea. I think uh, it, it sounds like it's had great success. So they're going to chat. and They're going to have a couple of new users that have subscribed to their platform going to be part of our, our podcast too so I'll have lots of questions for them and and at that podcast we'll chat about ways to, to, to find their application and download it and start using it and certainly after that I'd love to hear your experiences on that as well. I, I took one of their beta products and started filling up people I've dated and putting comments about and I could start seeing my own pattern of the people I kept running into so maybe it has different benefits uh, as you scroll through the list of people you've met or you've dated and why you didn't like them or why you ended the dating relationship. Who knows? But it sounds like a great little product and we'll have them on next week. Again, thanks for listening. If you're new to Dating Funnies, thank you for for joining uh, uh, our our listener group. Again, just feel free to reach out to me via email anytime. I will answer any and all emails and I'm eager to have more people on my podcast as a guest. Have a great week and first and foremost, have fun dating. Let's make this a fun adventure and who knows, maybe we'll be fortunate one day where you'll actually meet somebody, date someone and realize that this is the person you've been looking for all this time. Thanks again. Bye for now.